Live. Live from... This is the Just End the Suffering Podcast. For the win. Got it! Oh! He broke his head. Follow me. Follow me to freedom. Ready for this. Here's your host, Mike Phillips. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Just End the Suffering Podcast featuring New York Sports Arc on Knox Suffering Fan. I'm your host, Mike Phillips. This is normally the Sports podcast of the week. We did do one with sports a couple of days ago. We talked to Bill Bender at the college football playoff. He's going to be having tomorrow both semifinal games. Did our week 17 picks with Dan Martini. But this is Adam's Disney here on the podcast. We do some pop cultures up throughout the year. This is the full pop culture episode, Pop Culture Party 4. I'm going to be joined by our pop culture team, Sandra Rosa and John Stank. We're going to go through the year's biggest headlines, the best the worst, what's coming in 2023, all that in just a minute. Before we do that, I want to mention here, as always, you can subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and Amazon, if you like what you hear on the Just and the Suffering Podcast. You can subscribe to the favorite podcast platforms. You can also leave some feedback and star ratings. I'll make the podcast even better going forward. I really appreciate when you do that. Check the YouTube page, Mike Phillips on YouTube. The full video version of this podcast will be on the YouTube channel. Again, Mike Phillips on YouTube. Without any further ado, let's get to Pop Culture Party 4. All right, we are back here. Annual tradition here on the podcast. Pop culture party for all the headlines from pop culture of the year. That joined, as always, by pop culture team. First up, our pop culture correspondent. Let's talk to her actually last week doing the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Sandra Rose is here. Sam, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me back. Four years running. So exciting. Absolutely. Also with us here, our resident film Craig. We last talked, I think, previewing fall movies along doing some NFL picks in there. John Stanko. Yep. John, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, doing my fantastic. We only got the thumb left. This is our fourth. We only got the thumb left. Next year, we can put up the full hand. Yeah. That's my favorite so, number. This is exciting. Yeah, we're good. we can only do this right now. Yeah, we can only yeah we can only do the Vulcan death grip, if you will. But then we could eventually go to the five. Yeah, you can do with the five here. So in case you haven't noticed here, I mentioned the top here. We're going to go through the entire year, pop culture, do some headlines, talk about some of the best shows, best movies, all the fun stuff here. So as I, I read the plugs at the top of the show here, so... We'll go to some headlines first here. So, Stanko, as the movie guy, star us out here with the Oscar fiasco. Is it bad to call this maybe the highlight of my year? The Oscar <laughs> slap? Is this, is this a bad place to start off? Was the internet ever more entertaining and unified than this moment right here? Every single social media platform you went on was talking about it. And everyone had a theory, an iconic live television movement that will literally live on forever. Nobody's going to forget this. I mean, this was pop culture at its finest. Everyone reacting, everyone writing recaps, everyone analyzing the video, memes being made of it, etc. People guessing I mean, whether it was staged or not. Right. An all-time <laughs> classic. Feel bad for Questlove. I mean, he had his speech definitely uh, the, the fire took it out of it, if you will, but he handled it like a pro. I mean, it saved the Oscars. <laughs> Let's be yeah. real. It's the only reason people care. The only reason people are going to care about this year is to see if they bring it up again. Or a cr- an all-time moment to slap. All-time. Yeah, and Sam, two things to add here. Number one, obviously, Will Smith winning the Best Oscar Award like a half hour later. That also was adds the drama here, which is insane. And number two, they got to bring Chris Rock in as the host next year, don't they? 
Why didn't he do it this year? I bet you he turned it down. They had to ask him yep. with a blank check being, what do you want? And he had to be like, no. No way. Like Chris Rock is like trying to like, I feel like get back to Chris Rock. What he is, he has like a Netflix special now. Yep. Sure it's coming out. Yeah. Special because of the slap. But other than that, like, I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. That was really entertaining to me. But thinking back on it, like I thought that shit happened in 2021. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like so long ago. I was like, whatever. I, I mean, memes, everything that came out of it, hilarious. But then I went right out my mind. Yeah. Well, it's- I don't know. It's iconic. I think the new iconic thing right now we got to also talk about here is what's happened with Twitter since Elon Musk bought it here. And Sam, I know you're not a big Twitter person, but have you been following the insanity that Elon has been ringing on the internet? Oh, yeah. You know, having to listen to that at work all the time has been something else. But my favorite is when he took away like the verification or anybody can be verified and everybody was like just paying the eight bucks to be verified like i thought that was so funny i was like what twitter cultivated in like so long like how many steps you have to get to verified was just destroyed within like a minute it was amazing snake what was your favorite uh like verification like fiasco was it the the ey lily account for saying that insulin was free was it like the people pretending to be like journalists like what was your favorite like uh i think there was one with nintendo which they made the account seem super uh super uh formula or whatever like they made it seem corporate but then they just started tweeting off absolutely random things and obviously it's kids who are looking up Nintendo stuff on Twitter. <laughs> and so that sent off a whole roller coaster of stuff. That was probably my favorite one. Um, I mean, the, the whole thing is absolutely crazy. Elon shutting down accounts for tracking his private jets. Meanwhile, he's all about free speech. Like, don't want to get too political on this podcast, but ton of there's a ton of hypocrisy in the world. And Elon Musk might be on Mount Morshore right now. So, <laughs> and I mean, it's, I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. And it hasn't affected me that much because I'm not that important, but he put up that poll saying, should he step down as CEO? Everyone said yes. At least the poll did. He said he would. He's been pretty silent after that poll <laughs> as of when we're taping. We don't really know what he's up to now. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam, I did enjoy also when he was did the whole thing about how like all oh, are being banned are doxing. Then he goes to the World Cup final and they post a picture of himself there. And then it's like, yeah, you should ban yourself. You're doxing your own location. Yeah. I mean, like he's like the, I don't know, but like Elon Musk, right? You, you by Twitter and Twitter is like the most like trolley place you can be on social media. Right. It like, is accessible. You know, York, it's accessible. Yeah. yeah. Like New York porch sports, like people like real journalists have quoted from New York porch porch sports. It's a hard word to say for me today. And ball and sack sports. Yeah. It's like all it's, you know, fake, this people <laughs> making fake, you know, headlines. And I'm like, yo, check what you're seeing. Like New York Yankees with a J got a few people and it's hilarious. And I'm just like, but then you, that's what you just purchased. Of course, people are going to troll you and be like, yeah, get the hell out of here. Kind of deal. Like it's hilarious. Like what did he think he was going to accomplish? Yes. John Stank, I'll point this out here is I've seen this story a lot here is that like, I think it was at the world hunger organization basically went up to Elon Musk. He's basically told him one point, it's like, Oh, like if you tell me how to end world hunger, I, and give me a price tag, I'll do it. They came up with a plan. He decided to buy Twitter instead. This tells you what a man child this, this person is. I mean, this proves that you can have a lot of money. You could be successful in some things, but it doesn't make you a good business leader uh, or a good business person. Sometimes you just get lucky. I mean, like, I don't think anyone's buying Elon Musk's stock right now. Like, he had everything with Tesla, and then within three months, his opinion in public has kind of went downhill really fast. Have you seen the Tesla stock the last few days? Uh, I can't say I keep up to date on my stocks, especially on vacation. Like, what are the stocks It is plummeting. (laughs) Okay, well, then there you go. I mean, there's not much to look forward to with Elon Musk. It's, it, 
it's it's not happy right now. I mean, it's it, again, I don't think it's really affected people on the app on a day to day basis if you're not super important. But when you see reporters and journalists leaving right away and stuff like that getting affected, it has a real impact. And social media continually evolves. I just hope this one doesn't become extinct. Yes, Sam, I know you're you have more platforms than I am. Have you opened a Mastodon account yet? What'd you say? Have you opened a Mastodon account yet? No, I did not. <laughs> I'm not that quick with the times. Yeah. yeah, I have not opened Mastodon either. So I'm that's on my to-do list. So we'll see if that ends up being necessary. But here. you let us know how that goes, Mike. You let yeah, us know. <laughs> well, I did open a second Twitter account for the Sky Guys podcast. So like now I'm running two Twitter accounts. So if you want to follow along at Sky Guys Podcast, you want to come on for the ride. We're, we're talking our Star Wars stuff over there. Hashtag shameless plug. Yeah, hashtag professional plug. Yep, <laughs> plug here. And speaking of unprofessional plugs here, uh, Stanko, Taylor Swift puts out a new album, but then we have a disaster of this concert sale. <laughs> okay, well, let's just get this out first. Album, fantastic. The extended edition of the album, sublime. Okay. Sublime. Anyways, the Ticketmaster fiasco, it was World War Three where I work at Barstool. Like, people were literally screaming down the halls asking if they were in a queue this was actually happening i was in a queue at work there were two other people in my office in a queue at work we we're battling this caused a legit family argument amongst my household amongst my sisters we are feuding about ticketmaster taylor swift this whole thing is worldwide pandemonium and ticketmaster sucks that's the one unifying force everyone hates them nobody likes them they are the worst yeah they have the united states government unifying to go against them that's how bad they are <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah. The Democrats and Republicans can't agree on anything, but they agree Ticketmaster sucks. Right. Exactly. It's absolutely preposterous. <laughs> like, my biggest question is, when is Taylor Swift going to be like, I'm going to get my own ticket service for my own concerts? Because I could do it because I have the fans who will come with me and I could control the whole entire thing. Oh, she definitely so, could. She definitely could. Absolutely. I would follow her to the ends of the earth and then <laughs> off the earth. It's fine. I'm guessing you but, did not get tickets. No, I did. I did. Through the queue, yeah. you have to buy secondary market. I know. I bought them. So, I mean... Long story short, my sister and I were entered into the lottery. I didn't win in the lottery, but my sister did. But she chose Gillette Stadium to be her venue, but she lives in Minnesota. So then she couldn't afford for all the flights to get out here for the concert because she wanted to do a whole family reunion thing with me and the three sisters. But however, she couldn't afford it. So then I took the tickets because I was the one in line for the queues. But then she's bitter because I have the tickets, even though it was her account and her luck. But I was the one in line waiting. And so it's it's a whole fiasco. We don't we don't talk about it in the Stanko household anymore. It's literally banned from talking. We agreed. We are not bringing it up. I am not sending any pictures of the concerts to my sisters because of this. Wow. Ticketmaster caused real family strife at the yeah. Stanko household. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, did you listen either listen to the album or try and get tickets to Taylor Swift this year? Stanko, we agree on a lot of things. And I never liked and I will never like Taylor Swift music, except for like one song, maybe two. Not that's, here. That's, that's, that's I, less I people on the Ticketmaster queue for me. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, don't worry, I wasn't taking up any tickets or anything. But um, yeah, not like I don't like her. I think she's an amazing artist. But like, my thing is just like, nah, whatever. I was unaffected by this at all, and I feel like I was such a small minority of people who are like, whatever. Like, hey, feel bad for you. Glad this isn't happening to me. So. <laughs> Yeah, like my sister was trying to get tickets for it, so I helped. Like she had three separate laptops going with like lottery queues. She did get tickets that like somehow. Like it took like about four hours to get tickets from like when the sales pre-sale started. It's it's crazy. There were so many angry young women 
on the internet. <laughs> the demographics of 18 to 30 year old women who I saw furious on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter was astronomical. Yeah. Yeah, it did it did break the internet here. And that was speaking of like things that sort of took over the pop culture space here. Sam, do we have to discuss this Johnny Depp this, uh, Amber Heard thing again? Yeah. I mean, it was a big part of this year. Yeah. I mean, this is a big deal, Stank. I feel like there's like this is like not wall-to-wall news cards like two weeks. I couldn't, I was just sitting there just going, why? It's it's it was crazy. I mean, the thing is, there are people literally on TikTok reporting things on an hourly basis about developments of the case. This is insane. It took over my TikTok algorithm. I'll I mean, I was following along, like reading some news articles about recaps of the day. It infiltrated my TikTok algorithm, and I was getting these random fans of both Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trying to defend each other. I was at one point, this is a true story. I was at one point in an airport waiting for a connecting flight, waited for two hours on layover. Two women in front of me at a coffee shop were live streaming the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial with an AirPod in each ear. Like they were sharing one screen, both listening, focusing on that while drinking coffee. This is a true story. Yeah. So it's crazy. It took over people's minds. And I mean, just from a from a wide angle view, I think Amber Heard came out pretty bad based off the things she said. She was just proved wrong in some cases. Though with that being said, Johnny's Depp is still kind of a slimy person for sure. So like I think it hurt both of their careers. I think it hurt Amber Heard more on a personal level than a professional level. But will they both bounce back? Probably. But again, Amber Heard, Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure she's not in the Aquaman sequel because of some of this drama. And stuff I think like she that. still she is. I'll bet, I'll bet they recast her. Oh, so she's still in it, but she's going to be booted with the James Gunn, whatever. She's Re- getting she's, shooed away. She's getting shooed. As soon as she gets shooed away here. I mean, Johnny Depp got like taken out of the Fantastic Beast franchise because of this. And that's what he was suing about is lost monetary cost to his career or whatever. Yeah. And frankly, Maz Nicholson was a better freaking whatever Grindelwald than he was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did confirm Amber Heard is still in Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, which is the last Aquaman film pre-DC reboot. So you got Ezra Miller and Amber Heard in the next two of the next DC movies. No, he's still in it. Oh, no. They didn't take him. That's no. a terrible uh, oversight. We're, 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 we're getting to that one. That's, like, coming up soon. <laughs> That's the way. Yeah, like, it's DC and, and Warner Brothers, like Mike said. They're in a pickle. We'll get to that eventually. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually here. And Sam, we covered this one on the podcast this year. Stranger Things 4 had a big moment this year. I feel like it was like dominant for like two months. I feel like it sort of faded in the background all of a sudden. I've never seen that happen before this show. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, I was, okay, so today at work, you know, in my like five minutes for lunch, I'm like talking to like my young PAs because I'm like, give me insight to like fun things I've missed this year in 2022 because I feel like I'm old now. And they're like, oh, yeah, like my favorite was Stranger Things 4. I'm not going to lie to you. I totally forgot this even happened. We had so many discussions on Stranger Things 4. And yet that right out of the brain, right out. But it was like so good. And how did that like that's just how many things came out this year. I have a question for you guys who've watched Stranger Things 4 because I have not seen it. I'll be honest. I will watch it eventually. But I didn't love seasons two and three. So I haven't like wanted to keep up. Do you think it's because of the binge model? Because they dropped them? Yeah, it was two separate drops. But they dropped all the episodes at once. You look at the other big powerhouse shows this year, the Rings of Power, uh, House of the Dragon, and or week by week and generated conversation throughout the week. And we're still talking about Stranger Things didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger Things is like 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 a comic. It came in really hot. We had it. And then this is not usual because like, we had the two drops. So like we had, I remember about like three weeks of excitement after the first one. We had to build the second one. The second one was about like a week then like gone. Like it didn't it didn't stick in people's minds. No, I agree. Um, 
I don't know, like going back to the binge thing, like I love binging, but then again, like, I don't know Netflix has to figure their stuff out. Cause what they're doing is like the weekly, you know, they're releasing like a couple episodes per week of certain with things. reality shows mostly and nothing else. Not like, you know, like the Witcher, they just release like right away and everything. But like, I don't know. I feel like they're really missing out on an opportunity like HBO does, what Hulu does. Well, they're going to claim Stango. That's just, that, that's their model. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch their stuff. And I feel like they're going to say that makes us different. But at the same time, like, <laughs> They're like they get that model requires you to put out a lot of good stuff to keep yourself in the in the in the mainstream. It doesn't. I don't think Netflix has put out a consistent stream of good stuff. Frankly, this year I wasn't impressed by that much of their original stuff. And they might hear from people when they hear, "Oh, no password sharing next year. Great, I'll just drop it." Yeah. Like my sisters are going to drop it. My parents are like, "Do we need Netflix?" My sisters were like, "No." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to pay for it because I'm a psychopath." But like. People are gonna people are gonna fall by the wayside when they realize the content is not as good as it once was, and when you're just churning stuff out every week just to get eyeballs and not to get retention. I mean, I have a I gotta find the list of like some of the stuff that I end up watching on Netflix this year. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, like saying they're not keeping Netflix for like is it cake or like uh, easy bake battle or all these like random shows they're sort of throwing out there. It's like you oh, have a- like the weird like makeup ones or like I don't know. There's just so many like there's a lot. I don't- watch the circle anymore like i'm not gonna watch this new season like i'm done like i it has been played out i watched love is blind that barely kept any of my attention so i'm like if this if they really do crack down like yeah like you know there was certain shows like wednesday like whatever that i really enjoyed but other than that i'm like okay so maybe i'll keep it for stranger things five but that's not coming out for two years it's the thing i can see where you, know, you could just like unsubscribe sign up again when that's coming out or umbrella academy season four comes out you know and then sort of drop out again yeah especially now it's so easy to like you know hack things and like stream illegally yeah if you're gonna be that crazy about it i'm paying you right now like don't make me not pay you yeah, because I'm looking. Because the other thing here is like, there's a lot of stupid shows they're putting out on Netflix now, and there's also a lot of they have like they're leaning way heavily into the docu series. There's a lot more of those I've seen than they had in the past. Yeah, those vary. Okay, but yeah, those vary a lot from quite good to quite bad. Again, no consistency with what they're putting out. Yeah, we'll get to Netflix a bit later here in terms of what else we got going on here. Uh, uh, Stanko, Kanye West is canceled, right? <laughs> I would say Kanye West is canceled, Mike. You know what? I'm going to get on my pedestal and say Kanye West is a bad guy. Yep. Can we all agree here? Kanye West not a good person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that big of a surprise. He's a, yeah. He hasn't been a good person and now just solidified and underlined and bolded all of his crappy freaking beliefs. Right. It's. I mean, when he went on the Alex Jones show like a couple weeks ago and he made Alex <laughs> Jones cringe. You know how hard that is to do? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's the same guy who said Newtown shooting was fake. And yeah. meanwhile, he's the one who's freaking out telling Kanye to calm down about the Jewish conspiracies. It's nuts. It's I, crazy. And he's running for president. Yeah. And like his, his main his main political advisor is an alt-right guy who's like believes in the Jewish like mafia movement or whatever. It's crazy. Like I I genuinely try and avoid Kanye content because everything come out of it. My thought is Kanye is stupid. Why do people care? He's insane. He needs help. He does. But he's not going to do it because he's not going to be willing to say he's wrong about stuff. He is absolutely insane. And that's not forgetting when he like went after Pete Davidson this year, dating Kim Kardashian and that whole drama as well. That's that was nuts. Yeah. I don't think he even has custody of his kids. Like I think he shouldn't. Complete, yeah, I totally agree. The kids probably forgot his face because Kanye always wears a covering now anyway. <laughs> that's so true. 
I literally thought that was like a doctored video. Like I saw a snippet and then I saw, I watched the entire interview and I was like sick to my stomach. It's, it's, it, people sick. are stupid and Kanye right now is at the top of the list. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. Oh, and I, I literally liked all his songs. Like I went through my playlist and unliked all his songs on Spotify. He's like, reached a point where you can't separate the artist from the music. People can say that like, this is bad. People say that about Michael Jackson, though. You, oh, he's, he's the artist, though. The songs are great or whatever. Like, maybe as time passes, people can start separating them again. But as of right now, when you hear Kanye's song, your first reaction is, oh, shit, he's a bad person. Yep. Like, that is that is your gut reaction. Yeah. I, I do it's it. scary. It's scary because you, you, I don't think he realizes just how many people he influences. Yeah. But that's I, I think he does, you and he just doesn't care. Oh, I, I think so. That's yeah. what I think. I do have some- I got, I got to interrupt you, too. I do have some little breaking news on this podcast because we talked about this earlier, this thing earlier. Right now, Twitter is down. Is it really? Yeah, it's down. Really? Oh, no. Because that was oh, We trashed Twitter's Elon. Just... He broke Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's not great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I was going to check something on Twitter. I'm like, wait, why is it not letting me refresh and log in? I log out. I go on Google. Yes, yeah, so Twitter's down right now. Good, good talk. Good talk. All right. Well, Elon, Elon's at it again. Maybe the people he's fired and trying to bring back. I don't know. Yeah. 8.50 p.m. on a Wednesday evening. Yeah, we'll see if by the time this podcast comes out on Friday, if it's back up. I assume it will be, but you never know. That'd be terrible. What am I going to, like, you know, view when I'm bored in yeah. certain places? Not work, though. Not work. <laughs> never. Is that what you have TikTok for? TikTok, you need audio. Twitter, yeah. you don't need audio. Yeah, Bluetooth true. speakers. I mean, Bluetooth um, headphones. Sorry. Could do All, that. Right. all right. Let's go to the uh, prestige uh, show situation here because Sam is the only one on this panel who's seen all three of these. Give me the power ranking here House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, Andor. <sighs> mm, I don't like this game. Um, I don't seen- like making decisions, first and foremost. Um, but maybe because of the hype. I'm going to put Rings of Power, House of Dragon, Andor. And I'm sticking with that because I've been told I need to make more decisions in my life. And here I am. So I'm going to stick with it. And I'm not going to give, you know, any like, oh, oops. But yeah. that that's what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, Sam has seen three. Stanko, you've seen two of the three. You've not gotten to Andor yet. But like of, of the Rings of Power versus uh, House of Dragon, which ones do you like better? Rings of Power, baby. I'm with you. Rings of Power, House of the Dragon. I'll be honest, a little bit let down. It was good. Very good at some points. But there are some points I was like, I don't find this entertaining. Um, so rings of power for me, I dove so much more into that lore that maybe it's, maybe I'm simple, maybe classic good versus evil. Maybe it's laid out more plainly, but I was able to dig in more. I thought the visuals were insane. I thought the last three episodes of rings of power, once that volcano explodes, if you know, then, you know, the last three episodes leading to Gladriel's realization about who Sauron is, was absolutely incredible. Yeah. The finale of rings of power me and my fiance were shook it to the core. We didn't move for five minutes after it was ended. We just were like, holy shit. Like Rings of Power for me blew me out of the water uh, in terms of Amazon Prime putting out content like that. Amazon Prime puts out good shows, man. They know what they're doing. Their videos, their movies might not always hit, but their TV shows, they're, right now they're clicking and they're clicking pretty good. Yeah, I, I decided to get to some of these here. Obviously, I'll be the Andor guy here because I obviously that was the one I watched for Sky Guys podcast. Sam came on Sky Guys in episode with us here. Like, Best Star Wars content in a long, 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 long time. It belong. It definitely belongs in the category with these two shows. What have you sacrificed lately, Mike? What have you sacrificed lately? I have not. I have not sacrificed enough. Clearly, 
clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. I've, I've, again, I'm going to get to Andor. I just finished The Wire with Emma. Um, and so Andor is next on my list of shows to, to watch now that I finally finished The Wire. So yeah. getting there, it'll be done by the end of January. That's what I can promise you. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten, like, it's getting awards buzz, too. I mean, Diego Luna has gotten a Golden Globe nom for Best Actor. It got a bunch of, I forget what the other award was. I think it was People, maybe it was People's Choice or Critics' Choice for, like, Best Drama Series and a couple acting noms. You never see acting noms out of Star Wars, thank you. Where does it rank compared to The Mandalorian? I think, it's, be- I, I think it's better. Way higher. It's a different... It's, it's, it's not oops. what you were going to expect you are going to watch because I had oops. some, like, qualms. It's, I'm expecting, frankly, like, a born supremacy, born identity shit because Tony Gilroy's involved in the picture, right? It's, yes, And so I'm expecting some some hardcore espionage. I don't take no prisoner stuff. Yeah, you'll get that. So, love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. But if it's better than season one of The Mandalorian or season two... Ooh. Yeah, I think it. I think yeah, it, I think it's. I think it is better. How yeah. many more tiers is it above Obi Wan Kenobi? Like f- at least wow. five. Great. Okay. <laughs> good. Good. We'll, we'll get to more of the Star Wars stuff in a second. I'll also keep update. I'll keep you updated throughout the podcast as Twitter comes back. We'll see. If, we'll have that be our running thread here on this one. But another thing here, we have to talk to about Stanko. The Top Gun Maverick, the mo- the top grossing movie of the year here. One point. What the fuck, Stan? Get the fuck out of here with that thumbs down. Stop it. Stop. It you know so of America? It was so stupid. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you not like entertainment and adrenaline in America? I was bored out of my freaking You were bored with jets flying and Mach 9 going through the sky? Tom Cruise defying death? Yep. El- Bored. You know how much what? the build up. Do you know how long the action was this much? There's action throughout when Tom Cruise is taking down these punk pilots who think they know how to fly, and the fucking rock music starts going on in the background, and he's just cutting through them and emasculating all of them. That was incredible. And yeah. his practice run through the he's like fucking pod racing his way through the mountains, and he gets it two minutes and fifteen seconds. You kidding me? No. He's coming John Ham up his ass. <laughs> No, I hated that movie. It was terrible. <laughs> Mike, I'm, hot take, baby, hot take. Mike, I'm with you, Stanko. That movie is phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah. Listen, I freaking love action movies. I'll be the first to say it. But I was like sitting there, like, is this movie over? When are but we going to get it's the action? It's not an action movie. It's not an action movie. What is it? An America movie? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a Tom Cruise. I am going to bank on myself movie. And guess what? He took all that money to the bank and he's going to take Oscar wins with it too. That is not an Oscar worthy movie. Oh, it is definitely an Oscar movie. Are you kidding me? I'm in this freaking hill. Frick no, man. I'm going to blow you off this hill with Tom Cruise. <laughs> with, the, with the jet that Tom You didn't like the beach scene? They all got eight packs. They're playing football with two balls. How many TikToks did you see with them complaining about how much work it took? And they're like, I hated it. I don't give a shit. They're getting paid millions of dollars to look good like that. I don't care. You know who I loved in that movie? Bill Pullman's son. Sure. I love everything about that movie. When Tom Cruise says he has jet flu in his blood and he was born with it. Tells Miles Teller to grow up and be a man about being poisoned by jet fuel. Come on! Yeah. Colin Powell looking like a handsome son of a bitch that he is. Plus, nah. plus, can we mention here how great Val Kilmer was in the movie too? Ah, cry! I cried three times during that movie. <laughs> Whatever. My fiance cried. Yeah. No, she was just being nice to you. I I, no! I, watched, I watched it with five people. They all cried too. 
Yes! I was so bored. You would not listen to Danger Zone off the reg at least once a month and then go, Danger Zone. No, stupid Kenny Loggins is the reason why I was losing my mind when I came. <laughs> Stagger, this is what this is why I was on the top of the rundown. I'm blowing out your mic, Mike, but I don't care because this is I'm firm. I'm firmly Team Stank on this one. Same take. I'm firmly Team Stanko on this one. You are the only American I know. To, you're the only person I know to not like Top Gun Maverick. I was bored. Yeah. What can I say? Made one and a half billion dollars in the top movie of the year. It saved cinema. It <laughs> saved the movie theaters. Cinema. It did not save cinema. Especially it, when you had movies like Avatar coming out, Stanko. This movie is better than Avatar. It is better movie than Avatar. That and I've seen both. This is a better movie than Avatar. Maybe I needed an audience when I watched it, but no freaking way. I mean... I watched you it. If you watched it with me, I would have been grabbing your hand and being like, that's so cool. I would have been amping you up. I mean, the, the thing for me with this movie I loved also is the fact that they actually trained all the actors on flight training so they could be in the cockpits and literally do this, get the actual practical effects of them, like experiencing zero Gs and getting up there and in these thin atmosphere. Like, that really adds, as opposed to all the big CGI crap. Yeah, this is practical effects. Practical. Yeah. Tom Cruise, is good. Tom Cruise dominated this summer. He's going to dominate next summer when he defies death again with Mission Impossible Death Re- Dead Reckoning Part 1. Like, Tom Cruise right now is owning Hollywood. I hate Tom Cruise. I'm going <laughs> to say it right now. I hate that guy. Maybe you're a little biased odd. then. He's an odd cat. Yeah, I that. literally look at his face, and I'm like, this guy needs to be punched in the face. You know the the scene from Step Brothers? Yep. Like, you want to punch me in the face. Like, that's me with Tom Cruise. I want to punch him in the face. I just don't like his face. It's like, what can I do to change it? No, it's just your face. You can't do anything. Like, it's that whole Step Brothers scene, like, as well. I completely forgot about a part of Top Gun Maverick that's incredible. Jennifer Connelly, the hottest human alive in that movie? Oh, my God. Stunning grace and sexiness while while piloting a boat, steering a boat. When she leaves the door open for Top Gun Maverick after driving, after uh, he drove her home, that was the hottest thing I've ever seen. I looked at my fiance, and we both went, that's so hot. That really <laughs> happened. Plus, you can also mention Lady Gaga's uh, single at the end of the movie, too. Right. That's probably a front runner for Best Original Song at the Oscars, too. Yeah. Mm. We'll act probably Wakanda Forever. But still. Yeah, Wakanda Forever is going to be up there for that, I think. Like, right. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. I think Damn, I'm sweating. You made me sweat. <laughs> yeah. It's 20 degrees outside. We don't have the heat on, and I am sweating in my house right yeah. now. You you triggered Stanko. What can I say? That's why that's why you bring me on, correct? Yeah. Yes, that is why you're on to, to offer the takes to get Stanko very angry. Perfect. I'm sure I have a few more. All right, let's go to hear the last big news item of the year. I feel like if we get this individual like like franchises and and services and whatnot, HBO Max, Warner Brothers uh, fiasco here. We'll include DC in this because this whole thing is getting rebooted here. Stanko, so many angles here. You want you want to start with this? I mean, you start with them, they were going to combine Discovery and HBO Max, right? They finally sold out of name, but I believe they're calling it just Max, which I actually don't hate. Um, but the the thing with this is the DC reboot is probably the biggest thing to come out of it, even though it's probably lower on my totem pole. But in terms of the way Warner Brother makes money, the DC is what's going to get them out of the red. Because right now they're hemorrhaging money. They're taking movies off their platform. They took Westworld off HBO Max to, set, to sell it to other television channels to stream they're deep down bad 
and they hired James Gunn to try and resurrect this thing from the dead. And it's already having massive ripple effects about what the next years are going to be. And there's a ton of pressure on the DC movies, which have historically not been consistent or good. And they need to resurrect Warner Brothers from the dead. And which is kind of crazy when you consider the history of Warner Brothers and stuff like that. I love the HBO Max app. I hope it doesn't change that much, but it's going to. Um, And DC is the only thing that's going to help maybe keep Warner Brothers afloat. But when you got sinking ships like Ezra Miller and Amber Heard and stuff like that going on, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, Sam, a couple of things I want to point out here, obviously, is like, number one, like all the content banger movie. I mean, we they, they were canceling movies that are basically done. I mean, the Batwoman movie was can't was Great. basically yep. completely done. It was just like in post-production, they canceled. They canceled a couple other projects they were working on here. And like, like the fact that this is crazy, and they're pulling stuff off of the, the stuff, the Westworld like, fiasco there, too. I mean, this is just like insane to think about. Like, a streaming company in 2020 blowing as bad as they have. No, truly. And the funny thing is, I'm weirdly now, Stanko, judge me all you want. One of my biggest comfort movies is Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2, the live action, right? So the Monsters Unleashed? Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed? Yeah, comfort movie, man. I'm not saying it's a great movie. I'm saying it's a comfort movie. I like the first one. I'll give you that. I just straight am like sitting there like I feel safe and happy watching this ridiculous (laughs) movie. But uh, James Gunn directed the second movie, Monsters Unleashed. So that man who directed that movie, the whole is whole. You know, he's. To be fair, that's not his fault. Like he is directly. Is he doing DLC? He's not canceling Scooby Doo. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is like that man who made that movie is like, we're, it's like all of our eggs are in his basket basically. But like, I truly think that HB, whoever decided to take Batgirl off when Brendan Fraser wins, I haven't seen the movie. So this is like, you know, hearsay. Well, nobody's seen it. No, it's it's going to be, he's going, they're going to be like kicking themselves in the ass because like, you know, it's going to, he's going to, he's going to be the up and up, the new actor coming up on the up and up because he was canceled and now he's back. Now, who knows with everything going on, Ezra Miller's a little of a lost cause, but maybe with Amber Heard, like, it's like everybody has a resurgence, correct? You know what I mean? Like, everybody gets their time as long as they're not, like, a literal crazy person. So I'm thinking, like, you know, you know you're canceling all these things now. It's going to have repercussions down the line. So maybe it looks like a good idea now. You're going to get your ass in trouble later on. But that's just, like, my, you know, little, uh, what's that word? I'm sorry, my neighbor is so loud right now, and I am just like, what the hell is going on? My hypothesis, and I have ADD, I apologize, but I just, do you not hear that? No, we do not hear that. No, I don't hear it. It's hammering, but not hammering. It's just like uh, on the floor, and I think it might be her dog, so I apologize for my, like, I literally can't focus right now. But anyway, literally... My guess is that there it's just all of these decisions now are going to bite them in the ass later on down the line. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but in the years to come. Well, first of all, Sam, thank you for the TED talk. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And number two, I mean, Stanko, we talk about the budget here for some of these things. I mean, like they had no money at the end of the year. They only put out two more. They shifted a bunch out of this year. I think Shazam was supposed to be in this year. They pushed it out. Aquaman, yep. the last thing was supposed to be this year. They pushed it out. They only have money to promote two movies. One was Don't Worry Darling, which I'll let you get to in a second. The other one was Black Adams, and neither one of them worked out. No, uh, no. Uh, they may have worked out for just uh, public awareness cause, especially Don't Worry Darling. There was a lot of people talking about it, just not a, <laughs> not a lot of people necessarily seeing the movie, uh, which kind of you want to have if you're Warner Brothers. Um, yeah, they made a couple big bets this year. Uh, one of them, the director turned out to not be a great person, and Florence Pugh ended up stealing all the headlines and being fantastic. And right, I agree with you, Sam. We can agree. <laughs> so we can much. agree on Florence Pugh. 
<laughs> Let's get her in the next Top Gun movie, and then maybe we change her mind. Um, but then you have Black Adam, which was fine, but not that great of a movie, and was a bit disappointing, both critically and at the box office. So um, they're struggling right now, and the, the two movies they banked on didn't do a lot. And the superheroes that they have coming next year, like Shazam and stuff like that, their stories might be arriving dead on the water because of everything James Gunn's going to redo. So they postponed the inevitable drop off a cliff for at least a year, so maybe they can build a safety net. But the thing is, there's no guarantee they can't. So things could possibly get worse next year if they can't fix it. Think about that for a second, though. They had a superhero movie with The Rock, and they couldn't make a profit. Right. And it's the, it was The Rock's pet project. He had been wanting to do this for years. He got Henry Cavill back to do a post credit scene. Right? They're bringing Superman back. Eh. Yeah. Eh. That was the biggest BS. Yeah. You make him, like, quit The Witcher to become Superman. Like, guess what? We're going to go in a different direction. And now he's not going to come back to The Witcher, which I enjoyed that show. And now I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And Sam, in terms of the Westworld thing here, I like another thing I've like, I'm very annoyed with how that saga played out because I know the show was kind of going downhill a little bit. They had one season left. HBO almost never does this where they sort of cancel the show for they can get their natural ending here. And like, this is a show that like was not promoted at all during the year. I mean, you never saw anybody, any big ads like, oh, Westworld's coming back. I got to check it out. Like nothing. It was of course, it was going to get canceled. It had very bad ratings. But, like, back now they had to pull, pull it off HBO Max and they're going to sell the rights to it. That sort of bothers me how that went. That, I don't know. It's just, like, it's kicking you when you're down, basically. Yep. I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know who's making these decisions in the upper tiers. But I'm just very interested to see what they're going to do next. I can't even, I can't even guess because I feel like it's going to be so unhinged. Yep. With that being said, though, HBO's got a couple of huge TV shows next year. Succession's coming back. Cur- um, they can back ride the wave. Uh, they got The Last of Us coming out in January, which a lot of people are hyped about, including myself. They still have TV shows coming back where they're going to get some buzz. And they got a little bit back with House of the Dragon. So, like, HBO TV shows, they kind of had a re-up at the end. Also, White Lotus at the end of this year, too. People love that. So, there's momentum for the TV side for HBO and Warner Brothers and stuff like that moving into the next year. It's it's more the movie side that I'm really worried about, especially with the streaming service. Yeah, and the DC thing, I want to touch on this real quick before we get to see HBO proper as a whole to our like highs of the year for HBO Stanko. I mean, like we saw this year the only movie that really put out was Black Adam. It, it did not land whatsoever here. James Gunn gets basically brought in to reboot the whole thing and like he ends up basically throwing out everybody here, like everything's getting canceled. Wonder Woman is canceled, three, I think uh Aquaman's getting, like, all the actors basically getting thrown out here. Sounds like the rumors that they use the Flash to sort of act as a reset and sort of, like, reboot the whole thing going on here. And then we don't know what he's keeping. We don't know what's going on with Peacemaker, where that's going to keep going here. All these people in the Suicide Squad. There's a lot of instant things here. It's very questionable also to feel like this is a guy who's just a director asking him to oversee the entire, like, cinematic universe feels like a big risk. Yes, but with that being said, the movies that he's made with superheroes have all been successful. Guardians of the Galaxy, everyone loves those. Uh, Suicide Squad, which he had a hand in as well, was also quite good, right? I mean, didn't he direct that one as well? And that was one that took people by surprise. The second one. The first one was hot garbage. Right, 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 right. right. The second one, the second one. I'm talking about the the Idris Elba John Cena one. Like, that's what I'm talking about. He was also part of Peacemaker, which, spoiler, is on my best things from HBO this year. I fucking love that show. That show was great. Yeah. Um, So, I... I think he knows what it's like to build a project uh, and to be behind the camera. It's a different thing to be behind the desk. Yes. Um, And that's those skills might not directly correlate. Uh, We hope he's not like Elon Musk, where he has a lot of money, thinks he's smart, and then turns out he's not behind a desk. But I have faith that James Gunn will create entertaining products 
whether or not they have the same synergy with each other as Marvel and as Feige created with his initial phases, that's a different story. But in terms of individual projects, I actually trust James Gunn to kind of steer the ship in the right direction. Sam, I'd like to see James Gunn try something different, not just try and copy the Marvel model as DC tried to do, and then they tried to rush it. They didn't do it correctly. Like, I don't mind, like, I think he can get to the point with James Gunn and say, well, like, it could be more than one Superman. It could be more than one Batman. I mean, like, give, as long as you give me good stuff, I don't really care. No, I agree. Um, I feel like he has, I don't know, I think it's just going to be a different vision, and I'm hoping that it's done correctly. Um, again, I mean, I would love to see a Scooby-Doo reboot live action, but that's just me over here being a very small minority. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to HBO now in general here. So, Sam, I'll let you lead off here. Your top five things from HBO this year. Okay. So, I really enjoyed, and this is no particular order. I'm trying to, like, go through all of the things I've seen. I have, you know, you know little ashes here for everyone listening. I have ingested so much media these past two weeks. I'm going to do my best of getting everything sorted out in this brain of mine. Um, really enjoyed uh, the second season of Sex Lives of College Girls. That's a good one. I know I said this last year, and I'm sure you guys didn't watch it, but that's okay. We're gonna just <laughs> my fiance watched season it. Two. I, and I'm sure she enjoyed it because it did. was yep. funny. And, like, I understand I'm talking – with two of my male counterparts here, but for like some female watchers out there, which I'm hoping I uh, speak to out there in the internet, um, but it's really funny and it's really just, it's just a little more hits closer to home. Um, I really did enjoy The Staircase, which Mike, I finally got around to watching <laughs> it. I told you a million times I would get there and I did. Um, again, House of Dragon, um oh my god white lotus season two and i feel like i'm forgetting one that i really enjoyed and i'm gonna bite myself in the butt not remembering and it's oh. a, there's a they had a lot of good tv shows this year yeah but uh, i was actually very surprised about season two of white lotus um i didn't know how ned schneebly i know that's not his real name but i will only call him by <laughs> ned schneebly how ned schneebly did it again Mike, but i thought Mike. he did I really for, enjoyed the pop, plot line. For the record, Mike White, not the jet quarterback, the oh, actual filmmaker. Ned Sheevely yeah. <laughs> uh, is so yeah. much better. Yeah. You know what? And if he ever does come across this clip or whatever, you know what? I feel like he'd be like, I respect that because I feel like that's the kind of guy that he is. Yeah. And I do say, like, I'll, I'll give you my top five list as well in terms of, like, stuff that when this includes HBO Max here. So I agree with Sam on the staircase being on there. White Lotus season two, which somehow I think is better than season one. I feel like it's got like he does such a good job bringing in these people. And like the casting was so spot on this season, especially with some of the Italian actors they brought on the show. I thought that was that added a lot here. I'm going to also add here Peacemaker, which Don Stanko I know agrees with uh, Westworld season four, which I did think they sort of got themselves right here. And last but not least, Winning Time, I think, is on the list. I feel like Winning Time was phenomenal this year. I think it was my, honestly, my favorite HBO project of the whole year. Fair enough. I haven't got to any time yet, but I've heard good things about it. Yeah. But I, I, as I said, I agree with you with Peacemaker for sure. Yeah. What else you got on your list? Um, House of the Dragon. I enjoyed that very much. Um, I enjoyed the Batman the first time around. I enjoyed watching it again on HBO Max. I mean, it went it went to streaming there after movie theaters. I'm not upset about it saying that. Uh, Peacemaker. Station Eleven is a carryover from 2021, uh, but it was a weekly release type thing, and it ended in 2022. So I'm cheating and I'm stealing that. Yeah, uh, that was a great little uh, series there. And the last one is an original documentary that they put out called Navalny, um, which is going to be up for best documentary at the Oscars. It made the short list um, 
about Alexei Navalny to trying to take down Putin and getting on phone records wired uh, people admitting to trying to kill him and him proving it in this documentary and talking to them on the phone. And it's an absolutely crazy look at the society that he's living in within Russia and the the paranoia that he lives with. And then it ends with him getting arrested. And we haven't really heard from him since. So absolutely crazy story. So Navalny would be the original HBO thing I recommend most to people from this year because it's one of my favorite 10 movies of the year, let alone just on HBO Max. Yeah, I got to say, I'm looking forward to next year here too. I mean, Winning Time Season 2 is coming next year. I talked to, I think, like last week, I talked to Jeff Perlin, the author of the the book based on, that show is based on here. And like, he now has an EP on that show. And he said they have a lot of fun stuff in the, can- in, in the hopper for Season 2. They're working on it right now. There you go. You got to get that second interview too. Yeah. yeah. We'll see about see how that one goes here. Let's go to now, I feel like, We'll go to Netflix for a little bit in terms of Netflix stuff here. Stank, I know you were not as big on the Netflix this year. What are your top five Netflix things? I'm going to be honest. I couldn't get to five things from Netflix that I truly enjoyed this year. I got a couple yeah. and I have a couple ones that I thought I would like and that I really didn't. Um, in terms of the things I didn't love, the Redeem Team doc that everyone was talking about, that was fine. Yeah. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was out of this world. I, th- I gave it a B. I enjoyed my time, but it was exactly what I expected. It was nothing completely different besides an American basketball propaganda piece, which was to be expected, but not that great. Uh, the Gray Man, super disappointing action movie. Uh, not that great. Followed by The Adam Project, a very disappointing action movie with Ryan Reynolds. So those movies there were supposed to be big ticket items. I mean, Ryan Gosling appeared in the movie for the first time in years with The Gray Man, and it, it ended up being kind of hot garbage. So I uh, didn't love that. But in terms of the good things I've watched, just watched Glass Onion. Uh, very good. Uh, not as good as the, as the original in 2019, but still excellent. Uh, the Good Nurse, Jessica Chastain, uh, Eddie Redmayne about a serial killer in a hospital. Love that one. And the best docuseries, Mike, you mentioned Netflix docuseries a little bit, uh, how Netflix is just turning them out. This was a good one. Uh, Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. Um, my fiance recommended, recommended it to me. It's about the craziness of Mormonism uh, and a guy leading a cult of Mormons and creating a fake heaven called Zion, which was actually just in Texas. Um, Crazy thing. uh, Just, I love things that expose religion for being the farce that they can be to some people, et cetera. So when I see that on a grand scale and I see men who use their religious power to abuse people, I see them get exposed. I love that shit. So uh, keep sweet, pray and obey. Uh, is also up there in terms of my Netflix recommendations. Yeah, before I go to Sam, real quick, I want to ask you about the sort of that theme here. Did you watch season two of The Vow on HBO? I have not gotten there yet. We just finished The Wire, Mike. That is the next thing that my fiance and I are watching together. We will be starting that tomorrow. I did watch that. They do a lot of uh, they do a lot of like insights of the trial of Keith Raniere and all that stuff. So they go deep into that. They do get some like bigger names who are just like sort of figures from season one, sort of actually on town specifically like. Nancy Salzman is like a big interview figure throughout the season. Oh, great. We didn't really hear from her much. I mean, we're excited for it. Yeah. It kind of came and went. So I'm a little bit nervous. That's not good because we heard nothing about it after it was released. Oh, but so we love the first season. So it was kind of we'll that. Into this I mean, it was kind of that vacuum where it was sort of swallowed up by both House of the Dragon and White Lotus. So like it was sort of in that mix there. You know what? That's a fair point. Like really, House of the Dragon ended White Lotus started next week. So like and the, right. and the Val came right between both of those. Right. Well, yeah. we're going to check it out. Well, I'll let you know what we think, but we're excited to watch some more shit people get put in jail. Yeah. All right. So that's for sure here. Sam, your top five. 
Okay, so I'm gonna be a little annoying. I'm gonna give you my top four because I feel like there's some that are very tied for five. But anyway, I digress. A uh, Wednesday, um, I personally was not a huge Adams Family fan, but my um friend recommended Wednesday to me, and I went with it, and I absolutely loved it. Um very entertaining it's like gets a little cheesy at some points and a little predictable but if you just kind of go past that it's totally fine um number two i totally enjoyed the new season of the crown um i'm a huge crown fan i was very excited for this year especially with the queen passing away you know like everything like what they would do with it if they would do anything different they did not and i'm happy about it um three i liked the watcher I know a lot of people did not enjoy the watcher and that is fine, but in season or season episode four at minute 20 something, um, my did she go supermarket was featured and that really boosted the ratings and I was so excited. I am, I'm not going to lie to you. I am a big giant baby when it comes to anything scary absolutely anything i'm sitting there with the blanket over almost to my eyes because i'm just scared and then there is my dechicos and i everything was well again and i was just really excited so if anybody wants a tour of my dechicos please feel free to reach out to me at any time um and then i'm just gonna go with uh my fourth one which is uh stranger things four um i liked a few other things like i did enjoy love is blind this season because it was so stupid that i enjoyed it and that's where it is. So maybe I'll just throw it in there. In there. But um, Stranger Things 4 was deaf. Stranger Things 4, season 4, was my favorite um, out of everything this uh, this season okay. of TV. Okay, two things here. Number one, Umbrella Academy didn't make the cut for you? It was good. It was, it was good. I just, it just, it didn't hit where I wanted it to. I don't know. That's just me. I am going in my unhinged at, 9 18 p.m. feelings right now you know no prisoners taken okay that's number one number two i'm glad you actually got to the watcher here because i did want to discuss it because like i watched this and i was sitting there the whole time just literally just watching this thing going oh my god this is so bad <laughs> it was that bad it got bad it was here and then it took a very very sharp decline down but in the beginning i was freaking scared the watcher voice didn't scary. take you out of it what didn't the watcher voice the like it was like so like that took me out of the mood completely no no i was scared also uh what's her name is in that movie with uh crap it's like these two actors that i love uh did anybody watch bojack horseman no oh gosh darn it you can't help me um but anyway it's the it's just two actors that i absolutely love and one of them's in you know what hold on Je sorry guys well, i'm gonna google it well, jennifer coolidge oh. is in it yes Wait, Jennifer Cool. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's gonna bother me if I don't find this out right this second. Just kidding. I can't do two things at once. Um, it's the guy. He's in. Um, he was in that TV show with Michael J. Fox. Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Him as well. He was in. Uh, the, he was the mayor of New York. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who was in it. Richard Kind. I guess so. But anyway, but I love them. They're great. I thought they were really good. I thought the premise was a very interesting premise as well as I didn't like when I learned the whole backstory of 
they never moved into the house that I could deal without. But like just the thought of that was pretty cool. And the fact that the whole like meme of like, oh, why don't you just put a <laughs> camera in the mailbox kind of deal got me. But I just, I don't know. I just thought it was different. I, uh, they're not going to, uh, there's no way they're going to do a second. They season. are. They renewed it already. They should just. You're going to have to watch it. <laughs> You're going to have to watch it again to give the report to Mike. Because yeah, I mean, like Stanko, like they, there's a one point where they get the letters from like the threatening letters about this person who's the watcher who apparently watches this house. And like they do this really ridiculous voice. It's like sort of like they do it. It's sort of like if you ever seen what they try and scramble a voice to make it like unrecognizable. Yeah. You're like, I am the watcher. Like I like I am watching you. Like I'm like this is come on. Like can't we just have Bobby kind of read like just look at the letter? Don't that be the creepy watcher voice? It makes no sense. I I didn't watch it. My fiance said she couldn't finish the first episode. She thought it was so bad. So she really? said, "Don't watch it." Yeah. So I trust her. She knows my taste. She's like, "You would hate it." And I was like, I, agree, I, I agree. You would hate. You would definitely oh, hate yeah, it. Yeah. No, I agree. You would hate it. But like, I don't. Now know. that makes me want to watch it to hate watch it just to absolutely rip it apart. Yeah, I gotta get to like Dahmer first before I get to that. Oh, Dahmer! I forgot that even came out. Damn, see what I mean? Like my brain is full of. There's so many things that came out this year. And I've ingested so much in such a short amount of time. Like, there were so many TV shows that came out this year. Yeah, is yeah. the one Netflix one that I didn't get to. You More so than Stranger Things. I will want to watch Jomber before I watch I would like, take Stranger Dahmer Things or anything. Stranger Things for season yeah. four. So, yeah, that's my next Netflix. I, yeah, I know up. I was forgetting something. I told you guys yeah. my brain is like thinking of something that I could not remember. And, and Stank, I will say that The Watcher, like, 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 with, like one night with like a like a like a twelve pack of beer. That's a that's a Stanko stance blog post like waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, just give me give me on an edible with a couple glasses of whiskey, and I'll just go to town shredding it. Yeah, because you're like, what the hell am I watching <laughs> at certain points? Maybe you'll be scared until you see my Dechigos episode I'm, four. I'm, I don't get scared too too easy. So uh, I get so scared so easily. I was scared on Wednesday. Are you kidding me? Okay, I'm such a baby. All right, I'll throw some couple from my top five out here. A couple we've already mentioned here. Stranger Things, Glass Onions in there. Umbrella Academy Season 3 did land with me, so I did have that in my top five here. A couple other ones here. Stanky, have you heard of 1899 on Netflix? I've heard of it, yes. Did you watch Dark on Netflix? No, because it was in German subtitles, and I have a hard time sitting, sitting still for an hour, so I haven't been able to watch it. 1899 <laughs> is phenomenal. It's like Right, I heard it's from the same makers as Dark, right? Yes, the same people made Dark. Right. It's the same. I get dark. I've only heard good things. People loved it. Like people who watched it were obsessed with it. Yeah, I just finished 1899 like two days ago. It was made my top five, like on the, on the last second here. Number five is like a sort of a tie between The Hustle, which is the Adam Sandler movie with where he's the basketball scout and they have uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, the player he finds. That's what. That yep. I, I swore that was 2021. Yeah, that was in this year. I also will throw in here. Uh, you ever watch ever watch the Will on it show Murderville? I've heard unbelievable things about this show. It is on my Instagram nonstop it's of so these people funny. cracking. I've I might watch it because I love seeing comedians crack, and it seems like that's all the show is. It is so funny. Basically, this this, this ridiculous like you have to basically like, miss like escape room mystery thing with like Will Arnett brings in a as like is it playing a character? There's a bunch of actors playing characters, and then they bring in the celebrity of the week to sort of solve the crime with them. I think one episode was Marshawn Lynch, Ken Jeong was in one, and then like. Well, they're just doing all these ridiculous things, trying to make these guys crack, and it's just hysterical. So, like, the the best one I saw was uh, he's he's telling three different cops or whatever. Pete Davidson was one of the guests, yeah. and like, you give the box to somebody that you think murdered the person, and they just 
none of them do the right thing and it ends up being they give it someone so says they committed suicide the other says will arnett's character did it like yes. it was it, i watched that scene it was five minutes long i know nothing else about the story but i was cracking up yeah. and so i maybe got to give this show a shot yeah come yeah come here on no, that's that's it that's it it's the five minute snippets i can't watch more than one episode yeah. i can't do it I don't know what it is. I love Will Arnett. I love his voice. I know that's weird, but like I enjoy him as a comedian, but I can't watch that show. Not even a little bit. All right. So let's let's wrap up Netflix here. Let's go on to the, the big franchise comparison here because we'll kind of take DC out. I already did them this year in terms of like Marvel or Star Wars. Sam, who do you think had the better year? Star Wars. I was completely upset with Marvel this year. And I don't know if I want to see anything but Black Panther 2 um in the future to be completely honest yeah. with you yeah yeah sam is out on marvel i will say marvel kind of is very disappointing this year because the show is all kind of sucked for the most part like uh like the doctor strange is very meh thor 4 was a disappointment because they basically copied and pasted ragnarok and then into a new movie it didn't work as well black panther was good i'll give them that and the guardian and the guardians holiday special was okay star yeah, wars sam, though like was the I think the winner because Andor I think has a more far more lasting impact than anything that Marvel put out this year. Yeah, Andor really saved uh, Star Wars, and I feel like really brought up some production value and everything for the between the two. Stan, because I know you watched all three, like watched the first two shows here. Like, who blew it worse here, Boa Fett or Obi Wan Kenobi? Oh, oh, um, that's tough. Um. My gut reaction was Obi Wan. You heard me say yeah. Obi Wan. Yeah, when you, when you thought um, about, you said, I said, when I said Boba, you thought about it. I I did, but Boba Fett, I didn't necessarily expect to be good. It was still worse than I thought, but I didn't go in thinking it was going to blow my socks off. I expected Obi Wan Kenobi to fucking bring me back to my childhood and make me love Star Wars again, like The Force Awakens did, um, and it didn't. Uh, there are scenes that were really cool. When Darth Vader's kicking ass, it's great, but the story still sucked. The story was still truncated. It it should have been, frankly, 12 episodes drawn out with better characters. And guess what? Cast better child actors, too. There were so many problems wrong with Obi-Wan Kenobi when I expected it to be good. So maybe it is punished by my own expectations, but I would say Obi-Wan Kenobi was a bigger disappointment for me. Yeah, I do. I- Using that, though, you said there were moments in Obi-Wan Kenobi. There are no moments in Boba Fett where I'm like, oh, awesome, Boba Fett. This is a great moment. Meanwhile, like, Obi-Wan with the whole soliloquy with Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker. Like, Anakin's no longer here. Like, that was huge. That was a great scene. I can't give you a great scene in Boba Fett. I could not. What about the Mandalorian? Because he was in there. Yeah, I was going to say, the two the two episodes without Boba Fett were dope <laughs> in the book of Boba Fett. That kind of like, you know, excludes Boba Fett from the whole, you know, conversation. Yeah, it's the Mandalorian show. And with Boba Fett. yeah, and Stanko, I do have a clip on this on the soundboard from the Sky Guys podcast. I've said during our Sky Guys hospital, this is going to be a drop now. It's going to I'm going to use on our show for a, some moments on this show. This is, I think, exactly what's wrong with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And this is from uh, our good friend Pete. The Empire, are a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> with the truth <laughs> that's like, i mean it's a great fucking it's a it's a great phrase and he's right they made so many stupid decisions in that show and a lot of it's i was disappointed by it i really was um that's the again, one th- 
It's a big positive for Andor. The Empire is not idiotic in Andor also. The Empire actually is competent. Right. When you have a good bad guy, things matter. Um, like, again, I haven't. I'm out on Marvel. I There's just too much, too much. I backed out after Endgame. It was too much. Didn't like the initial shows. I'm out. Um, Star Wars, I, I love Star Wars from my childhood. But again, been disappointed by the shows and the movies. So Andor hopefully gets me back in. Hopefully it's a hook and, and I'm back eating the bait. But again, they've burned me so bad over the past couple of years that I'm not I'm not quite nibbling as eagerly as I once was. I mean, all the problems Obi Wan Kenobi. I could tell you summed up here. I mean, Episode Four. I think the one Alex Rosano came on and filled in for our friend Nick. Like when they were running around the Inquisitor base and like the Empire was completely incompetent trying to stop them. Like I was like, okay, come on, what are we doing here? No, and then there's the whole Rebels escaping too, and this dumbass plan to blow the doors open. Like it. Again, Empire, stupid. Agreed. Yeah, like, so Leia the Electrician. I fucking, she is such a bad actress. I don't know the kid's name. I will not learn the kid's name because the kid should never act again. I'm sorry. I watched, like, the hour-long documentary, too, about the making of The Return of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Ewan McGregor's like, it was great to work with her. I didn't really know her before, but we learned to enjoy the characters together and shit. I was like, Ewan, you should have known what the first time you saw her to boot her out the fucking starship, <laughs> send her into hyperspace, and then hire somebody else new again. Are you fucking kidding me? All right. So that's the so Star Wars gets a win from us. And now we're going to go on to the best of the rest here. So like in terms of TV shows, so like let's go on with three that were not in HBO or Netflix that you are really invested in here. I'll, I'll throw my three out first as I did since I came up this topic here. Season two of Only Murders in the Building, I felt like was my favorite non uh, HBO Netflix property here. Uh, Andor obviously falls in that category as well, and uh, Bel Air on Peacock I thought it was really good. Oh, okay. That. Yeah, Bel. I love Bel Air. I thought it was a lot of fun. Interesting. I haven't heard many people talk about it, but neither good nor bad. So I'm curious. I'm curious here. You liked it? The, I never watched the original show, the, so I'm glad that you liked it. That they you like they brought it back. Yeah, they. Wait, you want to watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Damn, I grew up without cable. I didn't watch Nickelodeon, Disney, Cartoon I Network. I barely got away with anything but channel. I have never seen a full episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. I can say that with my life. All right, well, it's a good one to say for a rainy day. Yeah, Bel Air. Okay. Yeah, Bel Air. The act they 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 make it more dramatic, and the they they did a really good job casting it. The actors in that show are all like very good, and they, okay. the the kid they got to play young Will is very good. Is that Peacock? Yes, Peacock. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Honorable mention for me is like I, I, the, the How I Met Your Father, Frank. Like I know How I Met Your Mother burned me there, but like the new, the new they that is from the people who made This Is Us, so they need a better idea of what they're doing here. They already solved their problem of like we're not going to screw up the reveal at the end because the basically the twist of the pilot is basically oh like the father is at this party that I went to, not like oh this is your aunt Robin. They they didn't box us in the corners. They basically said like oh here's this party like three of the main characters, there's a bunch of like 50 other people, so they want to cast somebody else. Like, oh, okay, like, you were at the party, so they didn't see you the first episode. Yeah. So that was good. I'm, I cannot wait for season two. Coming soon, January 24th is season two. Yeah, I'm, like, so pumped for that, but, you know, I I think Hillary Duff, did, I love her anyway, just side note, but I thought she did a really great job Yeah. as Sophie. Yeah, I think she did, too. She had a fun year. So, Sam, your top three outside of the HBO Netflix. You stole Andor and you stole How Much Your Father from me, but that's okay. I have a few more. Um, I enjoyed The Patient with uh, Steve Carell. 
and uh bill uh this is my problem with uh actors bill weasley from harry potter <laughs> i will refuse to learn his name i think his name is also sam but whatever uh, dom was- hall gleason oh Don. wait you said donald dom the hall. dom dom hall who the hell is sam uh, like where am i getting that from I do not know. Maybe I'm just projecting myself into him, which is terrible because he's a killer. But um, (laughs) (laughs) so the patient was really good. I didn't give anything away with that spoiler. Um, I really enjoyed Abbott Elementary. Um, I don't know if anybody has seen that. That is hilarious. That show is amazing. The only broadcast show to make the cut here so far. Hell yeah. yeah. And they deserve it. They deserve all the accolades. I think it's great. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's like, you know, like a 20, 15, 20 minute show, easy, simple in and out. And you know what? I jumped on the Yellowstone train. And oh, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Who knew that I would enjoy that show? But it was very entertaining. It's a little dramatic. I'm also dramatic, as everyone knows here. But like, I, I think it's fun. I binged during the season when I would have my in time would be 2 p.m. I'd wake up at like 8 a.m. and watch a couple episodes but now I'm in this season we're in like next week's the mid um, winter season finale but I'm really enjoying this season you just like watching the hunky men in flannel ride around on horses <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I love Rip. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy he's a cool dude um I also low-key do not like Kevin Costner I don't know what it is he's another person his face I just want to hit it but um, you know what? I'm living with it. So what I'm saying is Tom Cruise, he could change my mind, but it has to be a really great movie. If you're and he needs to put on a cowboy hat and ride a horse. <laughs> uh, I'm not big into cowboys, but this was, it, it's just interesting because one, it's a very beautiful state. Also, um, the woman who plays Beth is in Pride and Prejudice, which is my favorite movie. So maybe there's that as well. It's like a very interesting storyline, I guess. All right. Again, so, super dramatic, like Grey's Anatomy dramatic, just Yellowstone. All right. So, Stanker, you want to round us out here? Give me the, give me your uh, top shows that were not on either of those things. Um, yeah, we already talked about Rings of Power. That's definitely on my three. Um, next one's from Hulu, a movie called Prey, the prequel to Predator. This movie kicked so much ass. I This is the most fun I had sitting on a couch watching movie this year because it came out on streaming. I watched it the day it came out and it blew my expectations out of the water. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. And I'll call it one of the best. It was awesome. Um, And then there's probably a tie for this third spot. So I'll mention both really quick. Disney Plus will go Chippendale, uh, Rescue Rangers. Awesome animated movie. It's an animated movie that looks like it's made for kids, but it's actually made for adults. And it's freaking hilarious. Loved every second of it. Um, and then the black phone on Peacock, uh, original horror movie that I liked quite a bit as well. Ethan Hawke doing his thing movie, very interesting visually, which grabbed me. Uh, but top three would probably be rings of power on Amazon prime prey on Hulu and Chippendale rescue Rangers on Disney plus. So stank of the, the peripheral did not make the cut. No, because I haven't watched the last two episodes. I've been. I, it's been three weeks and I haven't watched the last two episodes, whatever it is. I've been stuck on episode seven and eight and I haven't gotten to finishing it yet. To be fair, I'm on seven. I've, I, I have not, I have one left as well. It's like, it tells okay. you guys not grab us. Again, you might still finish before me because I was <laughs> churning through at a consistent rate. And then I got, I don't know, movie, whatever. I don't know, but I of, need to, I need to finish it. Of the six you've seen, would it, would it make the cut if you kept up the quality of the last two? 
Okay. That's confirming that here. Because from, from the Bakers of West House, they're having a rough run over there. Okay, it's it's good, but when I look at Amazon Prime stuff, Rings of Power blows everything out of the water. Also, did anybody watch the League of Their Own show on uh, Amazon Prime? I refuse. I haven't <laughs> finished it, but I'm during I'm like in between, and I was not expecting that ter- like that plot line, yeah. basically, the whole show. Yeah, I feel like they were like I could see a reason, a lot of reasons why people do not like it. Because there's a certain there's certain there's certain audience that will not appreciate this show. Yes, it's not like the movie at all. And no. I feel like I was expecting like the movie just retold into like TV, which was I, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm only like three episodes in. Yeah. Okay, so that's something we'll keep an eye on here in terms of now go to Stanka here first. Top five movies of the year. I'm going to preface this by saying these are my favorite and not the best because I have not seen every award-worthy movie this year yet. So I'm still working through all the potential award winners and stuff. So these are strictly my five favorite as of this moment in time at 9.37 p.m. on Wednesday, December 28th. Uh, Number one should be number one in everyone's hearts, and that's Top Gun Maverick. We already talked about it. I will not continue to go on. Um, On this list, then, not in any order particularly, is Prey, as I mentioned. Fire Island is the best romantic comedy I've seen this year. It, it's about a gay couple um, and, frankly, a bunch of gay friends who go out to Fire Island and it follows them around on personal journeys. And I watched this on vacation while Emma was sick and I was crying at the kitchen table at our Airbnb. So it got me. It struck me in the, in the heart. Um, then we have uh, The Northman. Um, which is Robert Eggers' Peacock. Uh, I love this movie. It's, I wish it was getting more award praise, but it's not. But I thought this was beautiful and violent and absolutely heartbreaking Shakespearean tale set in Viking land. Um, and then number five is Nope, because Jordan Peele really can't go wrong. Jordan Peele knows how to make a thriller. I don't care if it wasn't what people was expecting, because when what Jordan Peele put out there deserves to be praised for what it is, because he made Jaws in the Sky look beautiful, make it have a societal impact it was absolutely fascinating um so those would be my top five favorite movies of the year thus far all right sam you want to give me your top five um i'm gonna throw glass onion since i haven't talked about it yet um i my family included did not enjoy it and i just didn't understand why i didn't think it was a bad sequel again it's not as good as the first one um I really like Don't Call Me Darling. I understand there was a whole mess around, you know, the release and everything, but it was a pretty good movie. I didn't expect the ending. Um, Maybe I'm just being naive. Um, Now, this is where I get worried about, um, I'm going to say, but that's, what was that, two? Yeah, that's two. 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 Um, I thought, now, I'm not saying it's the best, but I enjoyed Matilda. I heard only good things about Matilda. I've heard I only good things. I was not expecting that. I was sitting here like, that's not that bad. Um, and I really, I want to save it for last, but I can't. And I, it's because my brain's focusing on my pronunciation. The Banshees of Isherin or yeah, whatever. Isherin, yeah. That movie made me cry on a Sunday morning at 9.30 in the morning because that messed me up big time. Um when I say I was very affected by it. Um, and you know what? I can't, oh my God, this is my problem. Like I said, I've ingested just so much media over the past couple of weeks. Um, 
but I also really enjoyed Spirited. Um, sorry that my brain's focusing on <laughs> the that. Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, and Apple TV Plus original movie. I'm saying it was an amazing production, but I enjoyed myself, and I feel like we need to like take into account more things we enjoy. Again, I have not hit our hard hitting, you know, Oscar buzzing movies like the Feldmans or Fel- Feldman. The yeah. yeah, yeah, the one with about what's his face Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I haven't hit those yet because that, you know, I saved that a little closer to Oscars. But, um, but I'm telling you, those that Banshee movie, if you can look past, it's a little. There's some hyperbole kind of feelings in there. Um, holy moly, is that it's a very, very deep movie. All right. And if you hate it, my bad. But like, if you can just like see it as a deeper meaning, holy crap. All right, I'll throw my five out. I'll throw, I'll throw out some other big notable movies that we I feel like I want to discuss that we just, they're not going to become up here. So obviously, I agree on Top Gun Maverick is number one. With, I'm with Sank on that one, the best movie of the year by far. Uh, number okay, Glass Onion's on the list also. I think it is my top five for the year because again, they not, I don't feel like I watched a lot of great movies this year. I just felt like I wind up getting a lot of like garbage mixed in here. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Sam, have you seen that movie? No, it's on my list. It is on there. I tried to get it, seen it before we did our podcast. I did not. That's my big failure number one of 2022. That's, ditto, my, Sam, ditto. that's my number two movie of the year. Like literally. I can't wait for that to like, watch that. Everybody, everybody complain about how Doctor Strange uh, like bots the multiverse. That is a far better multiverse movie than it has any right to be. Like, And Michelle Yeoh is like an outstanding lead actress in that movie. Ugh, I'm really looking forward to it. Like I, you have no idea. Like that is on my thing. That and I'll wait till you're finished. Okay. But yeah, that's up there. Uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is on the top five, and like this is a surprise. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I went after it late, but like the emotion in the movie, the performances are great. Angela Bassett might actually be a best supporting actress candidate for her performance in the movie as Queen Ramonda. They do a good job, like letting the actors have expressed the grief of like losing Chadwick Boseman in, in the story as well, and. There's one nitpicky thing that I'm annoyed with that I had in the movie because sort of connecting this, but like the actual core characters like was were really, really well done. And surprised that I cannot bring the Batman into this. It's it's very, very good. It's probably it's in my probably top ten, but in terms of top five, it's definitely on that third tier, that top ten. Like it it doesn't crack the same same. Um it's very, very good. I think watching it again. The fact that it has four endings and it's probably 20 minutes too long on a rewatch, the ending drags a bit. And I wish it didn't. Yeah. All right. So that's those are the some of that ones. So a couple of ones I throw out here, obviously, in terms of uh stuff here. Anybody watch uh Sonic the Hedgehog 2 this year? I have not yet, but it is on Amazon Prime and it's on my downloaded on my phone. So next train ride or soon it is happening. It was it was fun. I will say that. They did they did a good job with that one. Isn't that I'm, like Jim Carrey's like retirement film? Apparently, allegedly, he might he he has not decided if he's retiring. I, I liked I liked him in the first one. He's good in the second one too. Great, yeah. I it, love that guy. Like literally, one of my all time favorite actors. It just makes me laugh, and I hope it makes everybody else laugh. That that might be his retirement film for somebody yeah. who gave us the Truman Show and everything like, and the Grinch. I know that's yeah. not like you know a yeah. amazing acted movie, but um. I also would like to say I wanted to watch The Whale. I had a hard time illegally finding <laughs> it. And I had a hard time finding a movie theater that was showing it. 
So I just want to put that out there that I wanted to see the whale before tonight's podcast. I yeah. just want to let that be known. Okay. Uh, Stanko, thoughts on Elvis? Um, I think Austin Butler was phenomenal. Um, but in terms of a general movie overall, the movie did not need to be nearly three hours long. The beginning was not great. The middle was not, uh, the ending was not great. I thought the middle was good. And dare I say, don't think Tom Hanks was very good. He, every time he was on the screen and Elvis wasn't, I was very bummed out. So, um, good, not great. I gave it a B. Um, it's only going to get consideration for a lead actor for me for Oscars. That's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, Sam, do you, do you want to weigh in on Fantastic Beasts 3? Oh, that was a terrible movie. It sucked. I just literally, like, I watched it because I'm a Harry Potter fan at heart, but holy moly, I was like, this is just getting worse. They just should stop it now. I think they, that killed. They, they just stopped it before the freaking movie. They released the movie. They should have said, oops, made a mistake. Should never release this. It should have gotten the Batgirl treatment. Mm. Truly. I mean, like, the guy who played Grindelwald did a good job and I thought he did better than Johnny Depp. Like now this is not me being biased. Like I never thought Johnny Depp should have been in the other movies. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, as a Harry Potter fan, it's just like very upset. I never liked Fantastic Beasts. I didn't like the other two movies either. The first, that out. the first one was okay in my opinion. They did not need to do more than that. No, I just feel like they tried to revamp something that should have just stayed closed. I mean, you know, going back, I know that they had the reunion this year, which I'm not even, I didn't even include that in my favorite things because I wasn't really excited about said reunion. And I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan going. Yeah, because Stango, I do think that movie killed, killed the uh, franchise for a little bit. I definitely for a little bit, there's going to be a hiatus. They still have the amusement parks and stuff, so it's not going away. But in terms of revisioning what the entire franchise is going to be, they need to come up with something fresh and well thought out because you could tell that they are rewriting every single one of those Fantastic Beast movies as they came out. And there's Newt Scamander was the main guy in the first one. By the third one, he's the sixth most important character, if that. Like yeah. nobody gives a flying crap about Newt Scamander. Oh. So it was the, the third one was bad. And also, we need to look up a 25 minute video to recap the first two movies in order to understand what's happening in the third. Not good. And then the third one feels rushed because they're trying to wrap up everything because it was supposed to be more than three movies. It's supposed to be five. Yeah, and, and it was terrible. I mean, it was yeah. – I didn't know that we were going to be making references like Nazi Germany and taking over governor power and stuff like that. Like, that's crazy yeah. for a Harry Potter movie to be rushing into that like that. Bad. Yeah, I mean they- – J.K. Rowling is just like, you know, she's also canceled. I feel like they right. were anticipating that in between everything, like the Harry Potter and yeah. Fantastic Beasts. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they need to stop making new Harry Potter things for at least a decade. The only thing I, I know is coming is they have the open world video game coming out in February. And supposedly well, that heard it had some terrible feedback. Yeah. Uh, the game is good, but if you really like focus on what it is, it has some terrible qualities to it. Yeah. And it's like, how we treat people which yeah. is terrible that we still have to have this discussion in 2022 yeah it's the only harry potter product on tap right now another movie i want to throw out here stanko did you follow the morbius saga oh i watched morbius yeah. i did it was morbid time or whatever the, <laughs> frick, whatever the frick the phrase was uh listen i watched this movie on a plane i knew it was gonna be bad it was still really bad i just think- uh i was able to laugh at it though so that's why it's it's one of the worst movies i saw this year but in terms of entertaining I was entertained with how bad it was. Yeah. I'll give it that. I knew what I was getting into. 
And I think the hysterical thing about this scene is the fact that they, they saw It's Mormon Time was trending on Twitter. Like, great, we put the movie back out and they made no more money. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was Good so job, Internet. Though. Good job. Yeah, no, that was that was such an oversight. But, you know, looking back, it's kind of funny. Yeah, like we like it's morbid tie definitely is not going up there as a as a big whiff for Sony. Who think Sony has the rights to that, right? Yep that that was on my on my list of uh, whiffs. <laughs> yeah, Morbius here. Uh, Sam, did you watch Lightyear at all? I did not enjoy it, and I was really looking forward to that movie. To be completely honest, and I couldn't finish it. Yeah, Stanko and I talked about this our summer movie preview podcast. He said this would be very very mid, and I think we were right on that. I would agree with you. You're you're reading off my my with list, uh, Mike. I mean, come on, uh, Lightyear with for me as well. And Stanko, one I'll throw out, last I'll throw out to you here: Jurassic World Dominion made a crap ton of money. Was any good? No, it sucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's better than Forbidden Kingdom. I'll give you that, but it was still really bad. They wasted nostalgia again, and a really bad, overbloated action movie that. It's gonna. It probably be nominated for best visual effects, but I don't think the visual effects were that good. So, yeah, garbage, 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 garbage. Yeah, and a positive note also here. I'll throw out uh, in terms of uh, you saw Avatar, so like you were the only one that got to it before by the time you recorded here. So like, give me the impression. Was it worth a thirteen year wait? James Cameron, talk your shit, man, because you backed that shit up. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he 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 delivers, folks. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if he's an asshole. I don't care if he's a dick, but guess what? He's really good at making freaking movies, man. Uh, this movie is a better story. Uh, visual effects are, out again, out of this world. And it's the action that is so good in this movie. He took it to another notch with Aliens, with Sigourney Weaver in that sequel. He took it to another level with Terminator 2 with the action. He does the same thing here with Avatar The Way of Water. That is the biggest jump up for me. I gave it an A-. minus in my top 10 movies of the year, just because, again, as a movie theater experience, it's probably number two this year compared to Top Gun Maverick. Just visual eyeball appeal. Yeah, that's for sure here. So now let's go to, like, two more things here. It's like, the whiffs. What were the big misses this year? Sam, let's you go first on this one. Oh, my God. There were so many whiffs. Um, Obi-Wan was probably my biggest whiff. I'm not even going to talk about Boba Fett because – you know, whatever. Um, and I have a personal vendetta against Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Like, I don't <laughs> know what I was expecting, but I was expecting more than that. The fact that they canceled out an entire television show, they took that plot line and said, oh, just kidding. That didn't happen. Like, whatever. I was like, this was the biggest waste of my time. Thank God I watched it on Disney+. Plus. But I don't know what it is, but I'm just very upset about it. I'm still upset about it. And that came out in May and it is now December. And I'm just, I'm upset. Like it's just, it just, it had such a chance to bring different things together and it completely failed completely. Yeah. That was not a good setup here. I mean, like they had, like, it was just basically the first movie after Spider-Man where they, where Spider-Man gives you the tease, of the multiverse and you have all different Spider-Man coming. Oh, this could be fun. And then they visit like, two universes the whole movie like i mean come on yeah no and it's just the fact that they just destroyed character development in so many people yeah especially like uh like elizabeth olsen you know, she should have a lot of beef for how the, her character was handled that movie yeah exactly i know that everything's you know there's so many more in-depth things in there but you know you have the whole fantastic four kind of deal going in and you know xavier and everything like from um yeah. x-men but like 
my god like it was just so stupid everything about that movie was so stupid yeah it was not handled very well here stanko you're big whiffs uh well will smith didn't miss on his slap so he doesn't <laughs> get in the whiff category um I had Ticketmaster. I had um, Army Hammer trying to popularize cannibalism with his Instagram DMs. So that's a whiff. Um, Lightyear I had. Uh, Beanie Feldstein with the Funny Girl Broadway musical drama. That's a big whiff. Um, but I think the two that stick out for me, uh, Bob Chapek's short run as CEO with Disney, because now he's out. He was there for two years, got re-upped, and then was like, eh, we don't watch it anymore. He's gone. And then the, the movie Bros. Um, the whiff... <laughs> The whiff was their marketing because this movie I was interested in seeing. I was like, I like everyone involved in this. And then they went around saying that if you don't see this movie, you don't support gay people. And I was like, you suck that this is what you're characterizing this movie as a revolutionary culture shaping moment rather than just what would be a good rom-com. So that's what's going to be the biggest whiff for me is Billy Eichner thinking that he can change the world with a gay romantic comedy which by all rights has gotten good reviews, but the way they approach the marketing and telling people about it, and then after it didn't do all the box office bashing people, that's the biggest whiff of 2022 for me. Because right now that movie's on my back burner after I was excited for it. Now I'll wait till whenever. I'll let a couple more here we have not discussed yet. Thor Love and Thunder was a whiff because again, like such a big high bringing the Taika and uh, Hemsworth duo here and then they tried to run back uh, Ragnarok stuff, you know, like, it made no sense because, like, the stuff with Christian Bale's character, Christian Bale acted very well in that movie. It was such a total mismatch to what we want the rest of the movie where he was trying to do ha-ha very funny the whole way through. It didn't work. They wasted Natalie Borman coming back. That was number one for me. And Netflix in general released a lot of big duds, I feel like. There were a lot of things that had, like, big star power, like Snanko mentioned. Like, The Adam Project was a whiff. The Gray Man was a whiff. Uh, the Pentaverate with the Mike Myers series was god-awful. Like, uh, the like the... Kristen Bell series was god awful. Like, there's just so many things they had to like, big stars. They basically went with the Red Nose model, a bunch of different properties, in, and they all sucked. Oh, that movie sucked. God damn it. You, you know the sequel's coming next year, I'm sure. I know, Mike. I don't need to be happy about it. <laughs> you don't need to be happy about it. Let's get to the end here. So, a couple of things here. Number one, MVP of the pop culture in 2022 here. I'll let you start this, Stanko. I'm doing this partly because I believe it. But also, partly to tell Sam, fuck you, you're wrong. Tom Cruise? The MVP is Tom Cruise. Oh my god, get out. Tom Cruise saved America with Top Gun Maverick. He saved cinema. He saved the world. He saved Kenny Loggins' career in Spotify charts. Tom Cruise is the MVP of 2022. You make the biggest movie in since Endgame. You're going to outgross James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water, which his original was the highest grossing movie of all time. Top Gun Maverick already broke Paramount Plus streaming records for the first day it was put out, too. Top Gun Maverick is an absolute weapon of a movie, and the person wielding that weapon is Tom Cruise. So Tom (laughs) Cruise is my MVP of pop culture in 2022. Uh, Sam, who's your MVP of the year? My MVP um, is more of a generalized. It is, uh, like bringing retro things back like good old Tom Cruise, like the Adams family. Like we're just bringing old things and making them new. Cause I think that that's what made our pop culture this year a little more exciting than normal. Now I'm not giving Tom Cruise credit, but he is in there in changing 2022 
which I will give credit when credit is due in that aspect. Um, not like I liked it, but here we are. Um, poor Kenny. But like, I like how you're like, Tom Cruise saved Kenny Loggins' career, which is probably not wrong, but it's kind of sad thinking about it. <laughs> like, I'm, it's sitting with me a little heavy right now. I'm with Stanko. It's Tom Cruise. Like, Tom Cruise made the Let's year. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. We guy. did not talk before this podcast. No. We did not talk about it. No, nope. we did not. No, nope. like, I literally like no one had a better year than Tom Cruise did. I hope you know that you both picking Tom Cruise makes me hate him more. Fueling <laughs> <laughs> my anger more. I'm gonna go to sleep tonight. Like, like, how can I destroy Tom Cruise? Not really, but like. All right, let's go ahead. Since you're angry now, saying give me your LVP of the year. LVP is good old Marvel. If you asked me three years ago, would I ever pick this as my like LVP? I'd be like, oh my God, future Sam, you're crazy. But no, I'm not crazy. They are falling into a Star Wars terror pit where it's not doing well. It's just going around the toilet. They really need to get their direction, change everything, drop everything that they're doing and just go in a different direction because I'm I'm petrified. I was so excited, you know, when Marvel came out with Iron Man and like Captain America, like we had a nice linear idea and now it's just like throw up everywhere. It's terrible. You know, it's bad when they had to do like, when they didn't have a phase like, and then immediately they sort of, they sort of had phase four going on forever and then they had a press conference in August that was into Comic-Con. Like, oh, phase four is ending at the end of this year. Here's all the fun stuff we're doing. So like they had to sort of like, wait, there is a plan. Well, like, I don't even believe them. I think that's like one of those lies you tell yourself Like you're like, I'm fine when you're not okay. Like that's exactly what it is. Like they're not okay. And they like, don't even know how to fix the hemorrhage, like the yeah. ginormous cut to the aorta. Yeah. It's like make less stuff. That would be the easy answer for me. Big time. <laughs> and I totally agree. All right. So my LVP is I'm going, I'm going to give it to Elon Musk. Cause I mean, like, like he had no business diving into the Twitter cesspool here, and now he's made himself look like stupider every day he's on there. So, Elon Musk, or a guy who we thought was like, I mean, he's the guy who invented space, who has the SpaceX guy, he has Tesla, and then he goes on Twitter with his mouth, and we write, oh, this guy's a complete moron, it's having to be boring the money. So he's an L- he's the LP of the year for me. How's our Twitter update? Are we? It still- is back. It's back. It's back. It's back. When I tell you, I mean, when I found out this man believes that we're all living in a simulation. It made so much more sense of who he was as a person. I'm like, of course you think we're in a simulation. You're a rich bitch with a bunch of freaking money. Of course you think life's perfect and it's a simulation. What about everybody else that suffers? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, more power to you. You have money, whatever. Not like hating on you. But like, Jesus Christ, like you're a little delusional if you think we're like living in the matrix. Yeah, so Stanko, wrap, wrap up the LVPs. Speaking of delusional, my uh, LVP is Kanye West's. I think this is one's pretty self-explanatory. We already touched on it a little bit, but uh, speaking of delusional and people who are in their own world, uh, I think Kanye West might be joining Elon Musk in that department. Yeah, I would give an honorable mention to Netflix because I feel like they're sort of like they're they're they, they're cracking on the password sharing, not putting out as much good content, but they're in trouble. They are in trouble. Yeah. All right, let's go get to 2023 here. So, uh, Stanko, what are some movies you're looking forward to next year? Oh well, we got the. Uh... The bombastic double feature same-day release of Oppenheimer and Barbie. Both trailers came <laughs> out uh, last week, and guess what? I'm excited for both these movies, man. Those Both these movies are going to be incredible. 
Um, I mentioned Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. We got Indiana Jones also coming out in the summer as well. So action adventure unlock. End of the year, we're going to get Dune Part 2. I'll dive deep into, into the sand and the spice once again. That'll be followed up with some other fun ones like John Wick Chapter 4 I'm excited for. I'm pumped for Magic Mike's Last Dance. Don't care. Love the Magic Mike movies. The first one's an excellent movie. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. You want to throw me in for a fantasy adventure movie with low stakes? I'm all about it. Um, and then movie-wise, we got Creed 3. Oh, excited for Michael B. Jordan kicking ass. And Sam mentioned uh, te television shows. I got The Witcher coming back to Netflix. How will they send off Henry Cavill? Very interested in seeing that. And The Last of Us on HBO Max. Those are my two most anticipated shows for this year. Last of Us is going to be very good. I'm very excited about that. I am so stoked, man. I love those video games. God, please be a good TV show. Yeah, so I'll mention here, I'll throw in a couple. I'll, I'll throw Sam first here. What are you looking forward to in 2023? Listen, I enjoy being on this planet Earth. But what 2022 taught me was I'm not looking forward to anything. Everything that I loved has let me down. So you know what? I'm looking forward to nothing. I'm just going to take each day as it comes and each show and each movie as it comes and then braining it on there. But low-key, really excited for Witcher. I'm really kind of nervous about it. But like other than that, like I like, I feel like every year we go, I go on the podcast end of year. I'm like, I'm looking forward to this. And then I'm eating my words by the end of the year. So I don't want to do that this year. I'm starting my new year's resolution early by not eating my words. So you know what? I'm not looking forward to anything, Mike. There's your hot take. You're going to wait and see what happens. Exactly. All right. <laughs> I'll add to the movie pile here. I'll, for, I just have no idea. I'll read out the Marvel list for next year. See, see what they have on tap here. So they have Ant-Man, the Wasp, Quantumania with Sam's favorite actor, Bill Murray in it. So excited. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my brother got me this fun coaster, everyone. Because yeah, yeah. he knows that I love yeah. Bill Murray. So yeah. I have him at all times right here. Yeah. Guardians 3, the last James Gunn Guardians is next year. The Marvels is next year, and Blade is supposed to be next year. I don't think they moved it back, though. There's no way Blade comes out next year with all those script rewrites. Yeah. No way. Uh, I'll, also, I'll add here the DC stuff, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. That's coming here. Uh, Stank, I feel like everybody's going to go see The Flash just because Edward Miller is such a train wreck. I am right there with you. And imagine the conundrum that they're going to be in if the movie's actually good. It makes, <laughs> makes a lot of money. Right. Imagine how much of a pickle they'll be in, in terms of, ooh, there's a big pile of money. Ooh, there's a sense of a moral compass. What do we do here? They're going to put the money. It's terrible, but they're going to cook it. Yeah, they're going to be Scrooge McDuck diving the pile of money there. Yeah, it's a great call. <laughs> yeah, that's in there. And Aquaman and the Last King and the Lost Kingdom, that's also on tap for uh, this, the end of the year, which should be the last Momoa rises in the forest because he's really good in that role. Yeah, I like him as Aquaman. Um, I actually like the first Aquaman movie uh, much more so than I thought. So yeah, I'm excited for the sequel. I'm also with you on Creed 3 and John Wick Chapter 4. Those are a lot of fun here. And Stan, I'm surprised you not mentioned Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. <sighs> Again, I'm just kind of marveled out. I know it's not like in that whole thing, but the idea of the multiple dimensions and all that stuff, keeping track of all those different Spider-Men, going to be honest, is stressing me out a little bit. And I, I know going into that movie, I am not going to be able to appreciate it as somebody who has stood and studied it all and stayed up to date with all the connections and stuff. So I will probably wait till that to streaming and I'll be visualized by the visual, by the anim animation style. But man, that first Spider-Man was so good. How are they going to top it with this one? With all these more characters and stuff, like 
how do you balance all the time between all the characters and also making a heartfelt story where you can follow the arc of one? Yeah. So I don't know. All right. See, take the Sam page out of the Sam book. Don't get excited for anything. Don't look forward to anything because they're just going to let you down, Stanko. There's my pessimistic take of 2022. All right. I'll throw out also the show front here. A lot of Star Wars next year. You got season two of the Bad Batch starts January 4th. So we're going to, so it's sort of the Sky Guys extended plug here while the stuff we're covering next year. Season three of The Mandalorian is going to be a huge deal. This is true. This yeah. is true. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see both of you on the Sky Guys podcast to cover an episode of that. I'll be watching The Mandalorian week by week. Yeah. Do you think they're going to take away the plot line of like, daddy mando like saves you know grogu baby yoda like every single time like brings him somewhere brings him somewhere brings him somewhere saves his butt because that's like been the past two seasons do you think this year like they heard enough like little like talkings and they're gonna be like changing it up i think they are i think you've seen any of the trailers that they put out like there's like a lot more focus on like mando's journey to like go back to mandalore that seems to be the focus of the season right now Man, my fingers are crossed that they stay with that, Mike. Also on the Star Wars front, Ahsoka is coming this in uh, 2023. The Rosario Dawson, like, like Star Wars Rebels secret spinoff. That's what I'm calling that show. And then uh, Skeleton Crew with Jude Laws, because we'll see at the end of the year. I don't know anything about that. It's basically like a coming-of-age show where like Jude Law basically like, like helps like four teenagers find their way in the New Republic era. Okay. We love Jude Law. He's so, so he's just doing the Dumbledore Fantastic Beast, but in Star Wars leading people? Yes, basically. He's like helping teenagers find their way in the universe. Okay, yeah, so he, he's just Dumbledore. He's Dumbledore like, Star Wars. He through a tumultuous time yes. where there's a universe that has a magical force in it. Yes, pretty much. Okay, is he keeping the beard? I, I think I, I find a screenshot of this. I'll send it to you after the podcast of uh, Jude Law and Skeleton Crew. But like, okay, all right. Uh, other ones I'll, th- I'll throw out here: Netflix, the last Mike Flanagan show before he moves to Amazon Prime. The Fall of the House of Usher should be a lot of fun. Mike Flanagan is going to be helming the new Amazon Prime show, The Gunslinger, based off the Stephen King Dark Tower series. I'm going full nerd on you. That's my favorite book series of all time. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, so I I will send I'll sh- I'll share the screen real quick here of Jude Law and Skeleton Crew. I gotta delete the uh, thing. This is going on the YouTube version. Mike Phillips on YouTube. I'll mention here, but Stanko, no no beard for Jude Law and Skeleton Crew. No, he's better with the beard. Missed opportunity. He's objectively yeah. better looking with the beard. Yeah. What? He looks so handsome in this picture. Yeah. No, you need you need the little bit of the salt and the pepper. You can't go clean shaven. Our th- let the handsome man be handsome, Stanko. <laughs> Our initial theory on <laughs> Stanko, you watch all Clone Wars, correct? I did watch all Clone Wars. Yes, yeah. I did. Our initial, our initial running joke on Sky is that Jude Law is going to be Hondo. I mean, I guess that kind of that kind of sort of would it, work. It would have been fun, but he's just being Jude Law, basically, as he's Dumbledore. Just, just being an attractive dude, yeah. leading some teenagers through an angsty time. Two, yeah, two other ones I'll mention. Fall out the Usher I mentioned here. I'll also throw out, like, as a big like Star Trek Next Generation guy, the final season of Picard coming on, they're bringing all the Next Generation cast back for that. It's going to be a lot of fun on some Paramount Plus. And I'm looking forward to, if you watch Drive to Survive on Netflix, the Formula One show? No, but and I've it, heard good things. But there's one coming out about golf. There's one coming about tennis as well, which I'm excited for. It's coming oh, January, okay. January 13th, Breakpoint on Netflix. So it's this 
it's basically follows last year's tennis season, which means they got all the drama from Novak in Australia with the vaccine stuff. They got Novak the, Djokovic or whatever. Yeah, Novak Djokovic. They had the all the stuff from the from the U.S. Open, all the crazy there. They follow people throughout the year, so they have a great tennis season. That's gonna look forward to seeing how they handle that. Oh, that'd be interesting. Maybe you're gonna be in the background. Maybe we'll be in the background of the U.S. Open. Who knows? And B roll. Yeah, maybe we'll be in B roll. We were at the U.S. Sam and I were at the U.S. Open with two of our friends, so. Did you follow the cameras around? Did you hunt for the camera ops? We did not know where the camera ops were, so maybe we were swinging the swinging camera, which yeah. we love. I love that camera. Yeah, so that's sort of like a look ahead to twenty twenty three. I right, you guys are coming on for Pop Culture Party Four as always. Sam, people, I'll follow you on the Twitter streets as long as it's still functioning by the time this podcast comes out. How can they do that? Um, I'm at S D E R O S six. Uh, don't know why I didn't include my whole last name, but ask twenty eleven Sam. But that's where you can find me. Or just Google Sam DeRosa. You'll either find me or find somebody I'm related to. All right. Uh, Stanko, I'll be able to follow you on social media. And can we have a Stanko stance? Uh, follow me on any social media account at jstanko99. Uh, tweet a bunch of random thoughts. Also, uh, I write a lot at stankosstance.com. Movies, sports, television, what have you. Absolutely. I go for a lot of my movie recommendations from that, to be completely honest with everybody. Yeah, it's a very good, very good source. I do have one more recommendation for Stanko I forgot about from the, the year of 2022 in the Star Wars realm. What's that? Uh, watch Tales of the Jedi. It's very good. Oh, yes. I've heard good things. Yes, you're right. Yeah, that's you're an right. honorable mention in the other category. Like, it's really, really good the way they do it. Like, the Ahsoka you're one's, right. like, the first one's not great, but, like, the Dooku ones are phenomenal. Um, how are they compared to like the visions anime that came out a couple years ago on Disney plus was it, that last year? It was 2020. I think it was end of 2020 when it came out. End this of is, 2021. Is, great. I like is, that a lot. Yeah. This so. is, this is more, this is more Clone War style. Okay. All right. Interesting. I'll definitely check it out. Cause I did hear good things. And I know visions is coming back too, yeah. with like another something. So I am excited for that. The little short stories. Yeah. It's more mature version. It's like a more mature storyline they're giving out than, uh, in, than in Clone Wars. Clone Wars, frankly, got pretty mature by the end. Yeah, Dooku stuff is very mature. Great. All right, so that's all. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, and that's going to do it for Pop Culture Party 4. I want to thank my guests, Sandra Rosa and John Stanko, for coming on here, having a very fun chat about all the big headlines of the pop culture sphere this year. If you want to stuff like this podcast, including my look at the Mets Carlos Correa contract to talk about that on the blog. Check it over at justinthesuffering.wordpress.com. You can also check out the Sky Guys podcast. I mentioned it a little bit here on the podcast, but we had a bad, bad season two preview in that podcast feed. It's only on the Sky Guys feed. You can subscribe to an all the favorite podcast platform I mentioned at the top of the podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter, mphillips331. That's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. And that's going to wrap up 2022 in the podcast. Here's our last podcast of the year. Coming up next week, we're going to get into some Yankee catch-up here to cover the Yankee offseason. Week 18 NFL picks and headlines and more. And happy New Year, everybody. This has been the Just End the Suffering Podcast. I'm out.